This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up, in our very, very humble opinion. Today, we're talking about how to make a hard-hitting British indie psychological thriller, Winter's Bridge. I am Giles Alderson, co-writer and director of the psychological horror film The Dare and World of Darkness feature documentary and producer of pitch black horror comedy A Serial Killer's Guide to Life. All of which will be released next year. Yay! <laughs> um, we are coming at you from Just Voices Studio today. It's a brilliant studio, very reasonably priced. Very reasonably priced. If you want a central London studio without the central London prices, this is the place for you. Visit them, justvoicesagency.com. Speak to Simon, speak to Lee. This is the perfect place to do your podcasts or your voiceovers or your ADR for your films. Do get in touch. They are brilliant. If you're just joining us, welcome. Why not check out our previous podcast with Kingsman actor Mark Strong, chatting in depth about working with directors Matthew Vaughan, Scott, Richie and Boyle. Why not listen to the Sam Miller episode discussing how you direct for TV and also how you work with Idris Elba. Or why not the Stan Cousins Row and Poppy Cousins Row episode where they talk about how to get your short film onto HBO and to get distribution for a short film. There's so many great podcasts that we have done. Not saying we're great, but obviously we're great. Um, do go check out our back catalogue. Do go listen to them. Obviously we're on iTunes. Do support. Give us a nice review. While you're listening to this, why not just go there, click five stars. Do it, do it. It means the world to us and it keeps us going. Right, today, oh, I'm really excited for today. I've been trying to get these boys on for quite a long time. Today's guests are Matt Hookings and Dom Lenoir. Hello, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Right, Matt has acted in films, Snow White and the Huntsman, Maleficent, Edge of Tomorrow, The Inbetweeners 2, Kingsman, with Mark Strong, um, Then and Now, which he also wrote... Yes, correct. Yes. And Winter Bridge, which he also produced. Yes. Pretty amazing. Uh, Dom Lenoir has been directing for years. He made many short films and the feature film Alistair Crowley, Legend of the Beast, and Nightscape, Dark Reign of Thanatos. I did, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love that. That's a great title. That is a I great didn't even title. know that existed. Did you, did you know? No, it's well, well, a surprise. Listen, welcome to the show, boys. <laughs> Dom and Matt, hello, welcome. Yes. Amazing. Thank you for having oh, nice. us. Um, they both run Camelot Films, not only produce feature films, but do courses for filmmakers and they run a film festival as well. So this podcast is all about helping people get off their asses and make their first film or carry on, the harder part, making more films. And to have success you need to surround yourself not only with extremely talented creators but true collaborators, which you two seem to have done. How did you start? What was your journey? Dom, let's start with you. So I, I started making skate videos. Uh, nice. Then I then I went into thrillers. Um, kind of at uni and like college, I just started acting in stuff. Oh, you acted? I tried to act. Yeah. Um, not very, not very successfully. Matt's seen a couple of my amazing uh, Oscar-winning performances. Yeah. Oscar-winning. Mm. Yeah, definitely not Oscar-winning. Right. Um, but I just sort of jumped in, started. You know, I'd jump behind the camera. I'd I'd jump behind the uh, you know the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd do stunts. You know, do loads of crazy things and 
you know, kind of badly put together stuff, but high production values and, you know, sort of big action-y kind of thriller sort of nice. shorts and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then sort of progressed on to like, a, we did like a half an hour wire fighting film, uh, you know, as our sort of end of end of uni project. Okay. Master's degree, I thought I'd just go out and make a feature with another guy that I was working with at the time. Great idea. So we were in Devon, tried mm-hmm. to use all the landscapes, you know, so went for a fantasy film. Sure. Did that as a kind of learning curve, like very, very small, very, very small crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, sort of went from there. Okay. Started to... Then I did another feature a couple of years later that was again like a, a very very small budget. Is this of, is the first one was Nightscape? Was the yeah. second one Ice Crowley? That's right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And but then I love that because you just got off your ass and you went. Do you know what? I'm just going to make a feature. I just wanted to make a feature. Mm-hmm. It's it's what always interested me. Like I'd done a few shorts. Um, like features were what I, I inspired me growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's big stories, like you know, big tales, epic things. That, that's kind of what fantasy, got me fantasy adventure. Yeah. yeah, it's what yeah. it's what got me excited in in film. And you know, I was kind of young, much much younger back then. Mm-hmm. And it just it was just like I want to go out and do this, and had that sort of hunger for going going big on something. And uh, you know, obviously they were they were learning curves. And sure. after the second one, I was like, right, I'm not going to not going to do this, not going to do a feature again until I've got like a proper crew and it's in it's properly planned. So then I kind of worked in shorts. And I did like a, I did a short in, in Germany, something that was like very close to me, which was a kind of a it's kind of a cancer drama, basically a, about, a you know, inspired by once upon a time in America kind of mm-hmm. um, narrative, um, a, you know, a guy's wife's dying and he basically goes uh, into the German Austrian mountains to retrace their honeymoon so it kind of flips between these two time periods beautiful and i just decided yeah it's got to be in germany there's an epic castle there there's a kind of yeah this, backdrop this, it's this, look this amazing sense of journey we've got mm-hmm. like a paddle steamer helicopter shots took, wow. an, took an alexa down in two cars like drove like 17 hours overnight and just sort of smashed it out uh, out of nowhere and like didn't really spend much money at all mm-hmm. And then I met Matt soon after that because I was kind of looking for something else to challenge me. Mm-hmm. He'd written his first short, Shoe Polish, which is like a film noir. Mm-hmm. And it was a really interesting, exciting script. And he had a like very traditional noir. I had a bit of a drama element I wanted to bring into it. We collaborated and like tweaked a few characters. And uh, that's that's kind of how our relationship began. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we both sort of spent a couple of years developing different projects. He did Then and Now. Uh, I, I sort of started writing a few features. And we came back together a couple of years later, and that's kind of how I ended up on Winter Ridge. And by that point, I was just desperate to do another feature because that's kind of always been my passion. When you first started directing, did you go, I kind of want to do this as a career? Or did it slowly evolve? It, yeah, it completely evolved. Okay. Uh, I always knew I loved film growing up, watching, you know, wild Western films and stuff like The Borrowers and, oh, and yeah. E.T., Spielberg, Amazing. Star Wars, Indiana Jones. All those things like really, really excited me. But I didn't know that I wanted to be a director. And I started off in camera, like much more visual, like seeing things as like a, you know, putting putting all the pieces together mm-hmm. and it wasn't until uni i you know i've, I've told the story a few times but yeah, i think it was mystic river clint eastwood film and his kind of series of you know very very real poignant drama mm-hmm. films that i i was like okay this is what a director does mm-hmm. and i started to see like that was the path i wanted to go into so i i really started focusing on the next couple of films like more on story mm-hmm. less on you know i'd obviously started visually i sort of wanted to go more into production you know just in terms of building something that had a a real core that meant something and then as i've drifted further on just people characters 
and acting have like really been the thing that's like grabs me now. So I've still got that kind of visual background, but that's kind of where my focus is. Nice. Yeah, I, I love working with actors too. You can really once you once you pull a performance or yeah. Once you start to once you start them. to sort of get into what it is and and mm. it, it's it starts off very undefinable, but once you start to figure it out and suss it out, it's very rewarding, isn't it? it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, yourself, how did oh, you start? I, I don't know where to go from that. That's an amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> He's killed you, it. You've done stunts on some amazing, <laughs> amazing films. Go on. Um, yeah. So I started out. I studied drama and film at university. Mm-hmm. I left shortly before the end of the degree, moved straight to London. I felt quite lucky because I fell into some stunt work, which was nice. great. Um, you know, th- thrown into a, a big Hollywood production, mm-hmm. learning how to do falls and dives and bow and arrow and fire stuff and all this crazy things. Was that Maleficent? Um, that was Snow White. Oh, first. Snow White was yeah, first. Snow White. Right, okay. Actually, it was Wrath of the Titans first. Uh, I did four weeks on Wrath of the Titans, and then the 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 sort of actual stunt work came in Snow White, then Maleficent, and okay. Edge of Tomorrow as well. Um, but I would, I would always get on the set, and I would always just my acting background. You know, I, I do. I was supposed to be called in for five days, and I'd end up doing. I did fifty days on Maleficent. Amazing. And I had you know lines and different characters and things. So I just got to gel. Yeah. So it's great worth ethic. I imagine that you people were like, yeah, let's bring Matt back in. Yeah, it's it was cool. great. It's I mean, I, I, I still, you know, this uh, this is a story I'm really told, but it, it's it's great, and it's um, I, you know, I got called in on Maleficent back in on one day because Angelina Jolie had requested to come back in as an eye line, and, and and it was just because we you know done our scene together and it was mm-hmm. great, and we sort of connected on that sense, and it, yeah, it's just it's very human and it's very sort of mm-hmm. you know just getting along with people. Um, but I got called in, got paid, paid quite a lot of money just to be an eye line, and then and then went off home. So and for Angelina Jolie, it's not so bad anyway. It's not so bad. Who no, am I, I going to look at today? Look at her more than uh, she's looking at me. Um, <laughs> I don't I never know. know. <laughs> um, well, uh, you're probably right. Though. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that started, and I just I started to build up a, a nice network of of people, and it kind of you know I, I waited for that right moment to then go back and approach them and say, look, I'm doing my own stuff now, mm-hmm. and would you like to you know get involved? And I did a bunch of that for a couple of years, um, and again, I'd end up getting you know further down the line and roles on it, and I, I started doing stunt work on Kingsman, which led to playing the young Michael Caine, which. Never made the the final cut, but it's in my showreel and stuff. And I got to work with Michael for a couple of months and rehearsed, and it was you know fantastic experience. Um, but it just it just led in different parts, and the connections I built up was was crazy. And you know, I started writing my own stuff. And one of the main things I, I did, which um, which inspired me to create Camelot, was I was on these big big Hollywood productions, mm-hmm. and then you have all this money and then you still see the mistakes or you still see the stories off or the acting yeah, isn't right and sure. that, and is is this right or that right and you think god it doesn't really that doesn't really matter about the money it's about the story and always mm-hmm. the story yeah everything else so i was doing that in the nine to you know almost nine to five monday to friday or monday to saturday and then on saturday and sunday i'd be the playing the lead in a short film that mm-hmm. was completely zero budget but yeah. you know completely you know what you loved and what, just going i'm just gonna do this yeah and it was crazy yeah. i'd go in you know the next day at six o'clock in the morning i'd be knackered because i'd be up all night doing it doing a short so i did that for quite a while and then i made a very sort of you know career choice to to um to move away from the stunts and really focus on the production side and the producing because i built up a, a nice network of contacts and that's where thing things elevated i mean you know i started doing my own shorts and then it got to a point where we did then and now which i wrote and produced mm. um and it did really well and it kind of was the height of the I felt like it was the peak I could could have got to a short. So it won like 16 awards. It screened in four uh, festivals in New York on the anniversary of 9-11. We worked with Julian Glover. You know, it was just, it was a really rewarding experience to see myself write something, produce it, and then on screen. Mm-hmm. And then 
Um, I was developing a boxing project for quite a while as well, um, which obviously is currently what we're working on at the moment as well. And obviously, Dom had directed the first film that I wrote. And then Winter Ridge came into play mm-hmm. through contacts I'd had and finance and different things. We kind of pulled in different things and just made the film happen. And it's one of those things where you're probably going to ask in a minute about you know advice for getting off the ground and you have just got to do it. And sometimes you have to set the date and then just go, right, doesn't matter how we're going to get there. We're, we're getting there and we're going to shoot and we're going to do this. And, yeah, and I, I think it does come down to drive as well. Like, I think that's why we, we got this off the ground is because like we're both as motivated in like, right, we're just going to get a feature off the ground. And we mm-hmm. just like decided it. And once, once that was that, we just started, was, we just built the project. We just assumed it was going to happen. Just started taking steps. We made it happen. And it's, made it it's, happen, it's yeah. my, my motto is uh, passion and persistence. And it's, it's something I stand by. It sounds, you know, probably quite corny or something. not at all no <laughs> but it's um a, a lot of people they, they 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 think they have the passion and then they they drift away or they go into something else and and the persistence comes with the the you know waiting and kind of being persistent in the right ways and then you know just just always looking for solutions and other ways around things mm-hmm. and and just you know sometimes you do have to just completely put your ego aside and Absolutely. just do whatever it takes yeah. to you know get get the thing off get the ground thing. it totally it took me eight years to make my first feature film and that was wow. full-on constantly driving and pushing mm. and pushing getting big cast attached and projects falling apart mm-hmm. and then another one you go right i've got to start again or well that one's nearly happening you'll go let's do a lower budget one so we can and then that yeah. becomes a much bigger budget and mm. the other one falls off and you get another names attached and it falls yeah. just this constant cycle of things just not happening or so close yeah. so like yeah it's it, it, you're so right with a method behind the madness method, yeah there's, there's madness to it but there's also got to be focus and, mm-hmm. and you know um drive and absolutely and persistence it's yes. a great word uh, I'm going to run with that because I believe in that a lot. Passion and persistence. Pas- passion and persistence. Yeah. Um, so Don't your short film, it, let's talk a little bit about that. How did you get Julian Glover? How did you manage to raise the funds for that? Oh God, do you know what? It, it, I'd like to say it was, it was quick and easy. I mean, in terms of getting Julian and the funds, that they were relatively quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, How come? Um, I mean, basically because I spent so long on the project making it almost, you know, too good for him not to turn. I know it sounds silly because it's my project, but it's a short film. It's nine minutes. I spent two years researching, writing. I was speaking to families that that hadn't released footage of 9-11 that sent it to me. It was all these crazy things that were were happening. I went from a conspiracy theory film to a very heartfelt uh, one character, you know, emotional drama film that's set in the UK, which is very risky because obviously, you know, taking it from another another sort of section another country's point of view and another person's point of view mm-hmm. um which you know i i thankfully for me was was great because it was well received in america um but i i just took my time with it and i thought if this if this is the last shot i'm going to do or if this is the shot i'm going to be most happy with it's got to be the best chance of getting into festivals and mm-hmm. you know working with a really good actor and, and really pushing that so we did a kickstart we did a, an indiegogo which raised some of the money okay um and then uh, a, a, a finance guy that, that saw the Kickstarter uh, from up in Scotland funded the rest of it, uh, but Brilliant. it was still relatively low budget. Um, sure, of course, not not relatively very very low budget. But it's still very low budget, yeah. yeah in mm. terms of uh, in terms of what what we pulled in, but um, you know, it was very it was very contained. It's all set in one room, and it's mm-hmm. it's um, well, in in one house, I suppose. But um, you know, the pull was Julian, which was amazing. I mean, I. I th- when I got him, it was like Christmas Day. It was what crazy. did you do? Did you speak to the agent? Um, did you know yeah, him? I mean, I mean, I made a bold, bold move to kind of. I did a lot of research on getting it down, uh, you know, to him in terms mm-hmm. of right. Let's go through this character and this character, and then I was like, right, actually, Julian's great for this, and you know, watch a bunch of his stuff. And then honestly, it, it, this sounds easy. I called his agent up and I said, look, I'm doing a project on nine eleven. 
you know, where were you when 9-11 happened? Mm-hmm. And that just immediately brought her interest in the project. Because, oh, okay, Matt, you know, I was here and it brought back memories. And everyone that knows, you know, was alive during 9-11 will, will, will know where they were. Totally, yeah. Or, or some sort of exper- experience or resonance of what happened. And, you know, I just said, you know, I've got this project. This is what's happening. Julian would be great for it. Um, she said, look, ugh, you know, Julian's crazily busy and, you know, he's mm-hmm. doing all these things. But send me over the script. She read the script within the hour call me back and she basically said to me that he will he will do it with <laughs> without without, without him confirming she said matt i love the script he will love it you know he'll do it and i was like is that yes and she was like i'm going i'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him i'm yeah, gonna ask him but it's it and i was like yeah i was running around jumping and dancing and screaming that's so nice that was gold um and it, it was it, i will say and this again no one knows this it was the only award he's ever won for best actor as well yeah. Well, congratulations. So that was quite cool. That is really cool. And where can people watch it? Uh, it's on the web. It's on our website, Camelot Films. Mm-hmm. Um, just go to the film section then and now. It's on, I think it's on YouTube and Vimeo. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's out there. I mean, it, it, it did from what, you know, we didn't, we didn't sort of, um, we didn't get sort of the, the BAFTA nod or anything like that, but, um, it did what I was very happy with. It screened at 25 film festivals and won 16 awards. Incredible. And a lot of them were in America, which I never f- thought the audience would, uh, totally. That says it all. Says so, it all. So, it's a great film. Go watch it. That's, <laughs> I, I just like that, that you got off your ass and did that. Now, in terms of Winter Ridge, which wasn't written by you, but you were story credited on that. This was written by, uh, Ross Owen Williams, right? Yes. What was the situation? Um, well, Dom, Dom brought me the script and, ah. you know, he said it, we, we'd been building up a couple of stuff. I just did a big, uh, a big sort of short off the back of a, a promo for, for a feature film. So, um, he'd been on that and saw like, I basically pulled in every favor under the sun. So it was just all the amazing contacts I'd worked on, mm-hmm. on the Hollywood stuff. So that was great. And, um, he brought me the script and said, look, you know, this is kind of, you know, I'd love to do this. I, I, I think you'd be great for the part, that kind of thing. Um, and obviously he'd read some of my stuff before, so he knew that it needed a brush over and, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I could, I could polish and yeah, yeah, I could potentially yeah. do that. Um, we've been sort of bouncing projects around for, for quite a while. And, and this was actually originally written for Canada. Um, and it was going to be like a, another sort of project down the line, mm-hmm. but I just sort of had an idea and thought, you know, actually this could work in England if we adapt it slightly. And it, it seemed like the kind of project that Matt might be interested. In, so I kind of threw it over and, uh, and then we, we threw ourselves into development, you know, working on the script. We worked, I think we, did we work with a writer to get another draft? I think he did one more draft. Yeah. And then it got to the point where we were getting really close and being completely honest, the script still needed work. Mm-hmm. So it got to, it got to the element where I, I was handing some of the producing side with bringing some of the finance and the crew and we were, we started locking things in place. Mm. And for me, it just, it just felt, I mean, we both felt, but, you know, we just felt that the script w- needed more, a little bit more work. Okay. And you know that, you know what it's like, you know, if yeah. you shoot something that you're not quite ready, you're, yeah. ready, you're just like, you're going to kick, you're going to. Of course you are. You've only got one chance. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the film. Um, and for us, I'd been building up a bunch of investors. So this was a big test, uh, not test move, but it was a big, f- you know, uh, it was a big challenge for us. Yeah, to putting then, cards on the table and just saying, yeah. like, this, this is what we're going to do. Um, mm. You know, it's a bit, it's a big thing, but. We think we think we're ready for it, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I so then I did a kind of I did I did quite a few passes on the script, and okay. and you know edited quite a bit and rewrote the ending, and and you know it, it was essentially still the writer's story. But of course, I'd, yeah. I put in a lot a lot of work in it. Um, I get that. So I mean, and it, again, it went through another script editor, a very good friend of ours, um, Alistair um and comrade as well so it went through a couple of other you know script editors but it got to the point where because i was playing the character it made sense and we'd work together on it so that's how that kind of formulated but it was it was tough because it was juggling the producing 
I was writing as well. I was yeah, doing and right, thinking about and your thinking part. About the part. That's quite a lot to well, go through. I, I, I tried not to think about the part. Right. Until until too late. Last minute. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of days. A couple of days. Yeah. Of days. About a week. We lost some investment. About a week, about and, a half week and a half before we shot, and it no was quite way. a chunk. It's like forty or fifty grand. Oh wow! Which for for, no, for a low, low budget, yeah, it was low. So well, I, you got everything I, committed as well. It yeah. was. I was saying to Dom, and we were like back and forth. I said, Dom, I can't. I just can't get in. I can't prepare for this until I know it's definitely happening. And he was like, We're like, we, but we think it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna I get it because so. it hurts too much, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just I can't crazy. Fully sit yeah. there and yeah. go and catch, and then it you can't. You can't there's a part of you that can't invest. But you know, back back then we had to we had to be focusing on it as producers because we had commitments in place. You know, the only thing was like we've got to get this. Well, we had money and we started spending it. Yeah. Well, how did you raise the money? I know you did a campaign, right? We did. Yeah. Yeah, well, a very we, very very small part yeah of the we, we had um again i i'd built up these network of, of of investors that were always interested in in the in the in the boxing film that i'm doing the bigger one yeah um and it, it was it was too much of a big jump that that budget's like millions and millions and it's crazy so to go from you know a featured level of zero to mm-hmm. that was a, was a big people step. are like we need you to do something mm-hmm. else exactly first, yeah right so okay. you know they said look you know we've got the money's available if you, if you want to do something that's you know Half a million, couple hundred thousand, go and do it, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll give you the money. And it sounds it, amazing. It, the it, it was pulled in through a few investors. It sounds a lot easier than it was, but it was very, very mm. difficult because we de- we said to them, "This is how much money we need." Then we lost that investor. Then we had to go back to them and ask them for more money. And it was like, oh, it was very, it was very mm. on the edge of like, is this going to happen? Is it not? So, um, you know, a lot of a lot of you know convincing people that the project's great. You know, packages. We then got a sales agent on board who did sales estimates, which helped get the remaining amount of finance Built and a, a really good crew as well yeah, mm-hmm. a big we, we you know we'd, we'd start locking in cast and great stuff and and the, f- the project just started forming so even for the investors point it was like oh this has to happen now anyway so got the location the got, the, got the whole town behind got the cast as well by that yeah. point i imagine yeah all right so let's just jump back a tiny bit um the story is and please correct me if i'm wrong the young detective is torn apart after his wife ends up in a coma while hunting a serial killer at the same time yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. That's good. It's uh, <laughs> it sounds brilliant. I mean, I've seen the trailer. Um, I've seen your featurette, and it they both look brilliant. They both look like you really care about it. And, and the poster, and and I've just seen the new poster. She's <laughs> very never, very excited. Which literally I, just my got reaction it. was really. Quite, <laughs> I think there's a couple of swear words, but <laughs> in a good way. Can we swear on air? Can yeah. we just like fuck, fuck it? it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? It was. It looks really cool. It's one of those yeah. kind of things you see and you go, yeah, I know what this kind of film is. Yeah. It's that. In my view, that Swedish, Icelandic, Denmark drama that you go, yes, there's a killer, there's someone trying to hunt them, and there's something cool going on, and we yeah. can't wait to watch it. We've just had it in, and the girl's done it. It's unbelievable. I mean, she's does it, it was bigger up. What's her name? Uh, Claire. That'll do. Yeah. Claire. <laughs> Claire Curtis, yeah. Claire she's Curtis. just done Peaky Blinders. She, I mean, she oh. does everything. Yeah. She's, she's it's, funny, it's funny, actually. We were, we were looking at a DVD cover in uh, like Sainsbury's the other day, and we are like, oh, we'll send a picture to her, like, you know, see, if she, like see if she likes it. And she's like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. did Filth as well. Right, okay. So she's amazing. Um, How did you get her then? It's, again, a, f- a friend of mine that... Uh, it's all about who you know, though, it, isn't it? It, it, it really actually is. is. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. it's how you know them as well, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's building that sort of connection and, and mm. them investing in you and you mm. investing in them. Talent will rise to the top. You just keep going, keep mm-hmm. going at it. Don't give up, because people do get... It's, it's hard business, what we do. Yeah. It really is. Uh, and things can go wrong so easily. Um, but you've just got to keep going. If persistence. You, persistence. <laughs> patience and persistence. <laughs> Passion. Yeah. The Ps. The three Ps. Uh, the totally uh, new three Ps, but we'll <laughs> go with them. Uh, um, DOP, Jared De Silva, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, yes. it, it looks beautiful. 
how did you two work together um we've been working together for a while on on the sort of camelot stuff he'd done didn't he do sh- a few shorts with you as well yes. right yeah he'd done some um done some show rules as well he was our go-to kind of dop any commercial stuff or anything you know jay yeah. is just really easy to work with he's got some great equipment and he's got quite an artistic kind of eye as well mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean the collaboration was really good actually like because we had we had a very you know very 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 tight schedule um you know the equipment we had was was really good um but there were there were limits so we were quite sort of inventive with it and i think where where he kind of really came into his own in in the collaboration is we we had some like very strong like lighting ideas we kind of you know referenced certain things like the night of hbo show beautiful yeah um, like a lot lot of sort of silhouettes um you know backlight slightly noir in in the internal stuff Mm -hmm. um and then using sort of references like prisoners and insomnia to kind of create an atmosphere out of the landscape in how we shot that um, and then sort of bringing in like my traditional kind of cinematic um, approach to, you know, camera moves and, and, and lenses. Like I like to shoot quite wide. Mm-hmm. I like to get yep. up quite close. Yeah, I do um, too. So, yeah. so I mean, yeah, and sort of focus on, you know, seeing the environment, seeing the, you know, the sort of sets that, that these people are living in, like bring, bringing that world to life, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, considering the outrageous 17-day schedule that we had, mm-hmm. um, we've got like an incredible looking film. You have. Um, I had one more day than you on the dare. So, Did you? Uh, yeah, oh. so I'm luxury. So. <laughs> I'd have killed for that day. <laughs> I know. I'd have killed for that it. day. I could have done with That's a couple crazy. more myself. How you, how you work it around. Yeah. yeah you what did you shoot on? What cameras? Uh, we shot on Red Weapon. Um, Ooh, okay. And mm. Yeah, we shot Weapon. on Ultra Primes as well. Nice. Always like Ari Glass. Did, yeah. you get, did you get a deal with them? Did you speak to the companies? How did well, you... uh, yeah. Our, our line producer, uh, Nancy, has her own sort of production company. Is this, um, she also produced Nancy yeah, Bressels? Bressel. Bressel. Yeah. She started a, 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 as a line producer on it, but um, she just brought Joined, so much yeah, to the came, came producer, yeah, she brought so much to the yeah. table. You know, we had a really good deal with her, mm-hmm. uh, her equipment, and then we did the edit and, uh, you know, had the post there. So, um, yeah, she did and she was very easy to get along with. So, you know, we just said to her way before Angie, come on board, help produce it and, and, and join yeah. the team. I think uh, the great thing about the producers and what, what we did, everyone brought a lot. Everyone bought their own mm-hmm. skill yeah. and more. And I think mm. that's so important when you're making stuff that's, you know, low budget and you're trying to get everything off the ground. When people bring their 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 job and they do that well and then they bring you more, mm-hmm. it's like that's mm. where yeah. You know. Yeah, because it must have been hard for you when you're acting in it to then suddenly go, oh, I've got to think about the producing side. Or because you had some great people around you, obviously you produced as well, Don. Yeah. Uh, you had Chris Hardman, right, yes, producing yeah. and Nancy. So between you all, it was like, well, there's quite a few doing the job. Yeah. So, yeah. so did you find you could slightly relax a bit on the producing yeah, side? Yeah, I mean, there was, it's weird. I've I, Honestly, for me now, it's people, people have said to me, oh, you know, you can't produce and you can't act at the same time. For me, I, I've because I've done it on every pro Every, every one of my own projects yeah, it, it sounds weird too. it just yeah, becomes yeah. second nature now yes and uh, people have said to me how, how do you step out of the acting and then go to producing the back of the acting and it's like I just for me that's just my mindset but um, mm. I mean they, they, you know everyone was very good in that sense I mean you know there was a there was a we lost one of the locations and, and you know the guys didn't tell us until the end of the day which was a good thing because obviously they didn't want us to get all worried and, and it was the next day we were shooting so they kind of tried to sort all those problems out and didn't want to tell us um, which but I didn't know something was yeah. wrong they could tell yeah, you can tell yeah, something's wrong. Yeah, you can tell. He's like, oh, nothing's, nothing's wrong. Yeah. And then you just see, like, the pain behind that. Hey, guys, you're like, all right, Matt, yeah. yeah. I don't want to tell you about an emotional yeah. scene right now. Or actually, maybe I will tell you because it's an emotional scene. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I was like, is it this location? Because I just knew that was the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> and I knew it was going to be that. And it, oh. Yeah. But it's, it is always good when you, when you can just, you know, yeah, drift, we, we drift off to, into the acting and leave yes. the producing but it was it was exhausting I mean up at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning and then we'd finish wrapping 7, 8 o'clock and then we would stay around till, from 8 till like 
11 talking the about the yeah. next stuff mm. doing the producing yeah. stuff for the next day yeah, meetings. Right. Yeah. meetings constant meetings yeah. of going over stuff but you have to when you you know i don't where it was obviously shot in different locations right well, I mean, it, it or was, was it prim- in one area it was primarily shot in linton and linmouth uh, which that? is just this um, um, unbelievable town in uh exmoor sort of national park which is like north devon yeah nice and it's it's as far away from you know civilization as you can get from both sides yeah. of like sort of main main roads but it's got this like it's got these kind of black rocks and it's got this sort of cascading river going through it mm. and it's just it looks got, like switzerland is amazing which is, yeah. which is what yeah. you want for something like and that. it, it yeah. honestly that was a big it was a big selling point for me when dom dom fought very hard for the location and said just come down and see it and and a, a lot of the other cast and crew again because the budget was small um it was a really nice uh selling point to go and do this film there because a film had never been shot there you know it, it, it had a population of like 50 people and it looked amazing all these winding, winding roads, roads and little villages yeah, crazy but, yeah. it, but it's, it's just it's got it we, we searched everywhere to, to get away from that kind of like midsummer murders small, totally, small yeah. quaint village mm-hmm. and this just had this kind of atmosphere and 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 look that just felt like alien to sort of england and that that was that, what what really attracted us all and yes. then you know just just got the, the whole the, like the mayor involved this amazing woman called diane mitchell who's just was like wonder woman basically um, who pulled yeah. everything in around and just helped it sort of yeah. see that's what you need isn't it if you're if you're nice to, the, to your locations and the people around you they'll, yeah. all, they'll all join in it's great got i mean we got, we got most of the locations for free so yeah. wow you know yeah that's it was incredible. crazy that's what i mean it's yeah. just by asking because yeah. i've never had a film crew down that's yeah. exciting yeah. for them it was really uh, they went, after they about four days they go oh yeah. <laughs> kind of over this now <laughs> it's too late isn't it <laughs> you're there now it's you're there. Um, let's talk about your cast look Hannah Waddingham who's I saw her in the West End years ago and she was fantastic blew me away amazing yep. so it's so good to see her uh, in a film Michael McKell who's amazing Alan Ford bricked off himself Justin McDonald Owen Catherine Kelly yeah that's how you pronounce her name right Owen yeah, yeah. Oh, is yeah. that just a stage either one, Owen yeah. Kelly yeah. She, uh, do you see t- autopsy of Jane yes, Doe yeah. yeah yeah I mean she was incredible yeah. by doing nothing I know Terrifying. yeah 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 uh, but it she was, wasn't doing nothing she, no no she wasn't doing nothing she, that's she what I mean she was doing something it was absolutely she conveyed a lot a lot in her eyes she's got is it Oscar winning Oscar winning corpse yeah Oscar winning corpse she's uh what did you play Oscar winning corpse no she played Jane Doe yes of course yeah it's it's uh, she was uh, phenomenal in yeah. that film. Yeah. Really good. Um, who else have you got? You've got Ian Perry. Yes. Yeah. Ian Perry. Fantastic guy. Yeah. Justin McDonald, and of course yourself, Matt. Um, there's obviously others in there as well, but that seemed to be the, the, the yeah, that was, that was some of, most most of the core cast. Yeah. 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 So Pretty how well. did you go about getting them? What was what was the tactic around it? Uh, I was very difficult to get. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> took years, so it took different. literally years, years of negotiation to get this with guy. His money. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> You um, needed a limo. That was like, yeah, no, I was signed, out. Yeah, signed up straight away. <laughs> um, we, we'd both worked with Michael McKell, and that was kind of a, a start point, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, oh, Michael was Short as well. Michael right? worked on, on the, on the yeah. short, yeah. Shoe polish, of yeah. course. Yeah. And he yeah. did, he did, he went, me and Michael worked on loads of stuff, and we, and we knew each other. So so it's mainly people you know then. Yeah, so it was like, weird. Um, I mean, not, not, not know well, though. Like, you know, people we wanted to work wanted with. Wanted to work with, you knew of them, but you didn't know them well. There's a sort of a connection, yeah. And, you know, we're not going to, there's no point in lying about it. We did, we did go out to some agents for some, for some big people but mm-hmm. it, it, it became so long and so political and, and you know it, it it got down to it that you know the cast that we had were, were definitely perfect for for the film and uh getting michael on board um he was very good friends with hannah so he brought hannah mm-hmm. alan ford was with is with michael's agent so that came into play so there was a lot of things that 
you know, again, it's one one thing happens and it kind of then filters snowballs. out yeah, and yeah. snowballs and everything and starts to come into play. And you know, they they were they were really great to work with. It makes a difference, especially when you're in the trenches and you're you've, oh, you've yeah. got, you're up against it. You yeah. need team players. Yeah. yeah. So if there's someone who's been a bit of a diva, you're like, well, what good are you? Right we, we, we were calling some American agents and it was just like beep. <laughs> <laughs> Straight dead. Really? Yeah, yeah. After you get passed through like fifteen different, yeah, like, totally. You know, the final one rooms. goes. Look, guys, yeah. no. Or, or the worst thing is they'll have you hanging on for an act. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh no, oh, he's yeah. reading it. Oh, yeah. he's still reading yeah. it. Yeah, right. Come on. That's and that's crazy. the thing you have to make that decision, don't you? What, yeah. Do you go and wait for the bigger act, or do you go? Do you not? Let's just go make our film. Yeah. And then they'll be gutted they weren't in it. Exactly. And next yeah. time you yeah. can say you should. One been of in our it. one of our investors. I don't know if I should say this, but one of our investors <laughs> said because um, he's got like a, a really good uh, uh, flying deal where he can get basically first class flights for for nothing or, or you know business even. yeah business. This guy sounds great. Um, so he said, look. You know, we we probably can't pay them what they normally used to, but tell them we'll fly them over first class, and that was a really big. You know, when I was calling the agent, I said, point. "Look, we can fly them over first class." Oh, okay, right, cool. Just for the flight. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so weird, it's, isn't it? It's, 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 that it's becomes the most important. I know thing. it's crazy just to get some free food on on a plane and, and <laughs> have a, have a nice travel. Watch watch a movie, yeah, which yeah. which they're probably in. It would it would travel help. back in time if you're going one way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, let's talk through the nuts and bolts of actually making it. Then, in terms of your day to day processes on it. Um, for you as a director, did you plan your shots before? Did you storyboard? How did it work for you? We were we were changing things so so uh, you know close to to shooting and how come what, locations or um, locations? Well, just we had such a we had such a tight schedule. Um, there was so much to plan. Um, you know, we, we I was obviously doing a lot of producing as well. Mm. Um, so a lot of things did come together like very close to the shoot. So, you know, just, just as Matt couldn't really step into acting until like very, very soon, uh, before the shoot, like I couldn't really step into directing. Like, I had very little prep. I got you. Um, obviously I built a vision and I'd been communicating with HODs. Uh, mm-hmm. So we built a shot list together, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of, uh, you know, the cornerstone of, of, of a lot of things. But as we were sort of getting some locations quite late, we then had to sort of work on, you know, lighting diagrams. So we didn't really get to the storyboarding, uh, sort of stage. But in the end, that worked quite well because the way that we kind of built the film was... Uh, Give I, I can, What's that? Give you that freedom. Freedom, organic. Yeah, it's freedom. Yeah, yeah it, it's honestly like I just... If it's a choice between an actor being comfortable and, you know, tweaking a shot a little bit, mm. I'm kind of leaning more in that territory now. And I towards think it, the actor side, yeah, right? towards, yeah, towards yeah. the actors, and I, I think it really did benefit. Like uh, you know, there was a few times when you know <laughs> the, the DP would sort of swear and be like, "Okay, yeah, we've got to change this last minute." But at the end of the day, like it, it did, it did sort of pay off in terms of performances, and, mm. and there is like good performances from like you know all the, all the cast. Absolutely. Um, so that was the kind of flexibility that um, you know, like Matt, Matt did a did an amazing job. He's putting actually, his like, hand up by the way. Did, what? Did, no, uh, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Don't don't point it. Uh, no, it was uh, it was it was very much sort of tailored towards um, towards that side, um, and just being just being flexible with the locations and and as we you know one of the locations we realised like halfway through the shoot that we just used one of these rooms too much and it was a bit enclosed, mm-hmm. so we moved into a you know another part of the building and it, it, it sort of opened up a really nice Absolutely. area and yeah. and I think like I think our, both of our approaches like myself and Matt. Um, as producer and and sort of creatives is to be like very flexible and sort of think on our feet and and adapt to what's best on the day. So we had a very solid plan, but we didn't go as far as like storyboards and and, and that side. Yeah, because I did storyboards on the day. 
But actually, when I came to shoot on it... On the day? On the day. On the day. I actually did this yeah. on the day as well, the yeah, night crazy. before. So I'd also do new storyboards. So I'd oh, go, yeah. here's mm-hmm. my old storyboards, which yeah. with someone who could actually draw, yeah. a proper storyboard artist. And then there was my ones, which is like stick figures. But it, it's sitting in the space as well. I don't know if you found that, but actually being in the location... Yeah, you the night feel. Before, you suddenly go, okay, well, if that comes from that. Yeah. And actors also bring something else to yeah, it. They yeah. change it. They change yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, you change your mind. You go, yeah. actually, I want the camera to come around here now. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, for God's sake, we've lit for this. You go, yeah, but that's better. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. And that, that, that's the thing. Like, you, you, at the end of the day, that's better is mm-hmm. is the one like comment that just resides over everything. Yeah, that's um, better. Yeah. It's not rigid anymore. You haven't planned. The actor's going to come through here and do that and do this. Yeah. It's important to have that freedom and, and, and again, no yeah. ego in your mind to go, well, if even if it's the runner that's suggesting something yeah. better. And, it, if it Absolutely. Better. and especially in a drama, yeah, because yeah. It, the actors do have to take it to a certain place. They can't go, well, I feel really rigid by st- staring out the window. Exactly. Yeah. Just because you've got a fancy shot. Mm. I actually don't want to do that. I want to turn around. And, and we, we did we did keep things... Uh, we had an amazing sort of production design team. Our, our production designer, Nina mm. Top, was basically just doing a sort of a hero's job in oh, terms great. of like building ridiculous sets. Uh, you I know, love that. I love good production sets. designers. Yeah. so important, isn't it, to just... It rises everything up. Exactly, you can go in and shoot anywhere, and and she just dressed everything basically. Like, so so we we did have like these. You know, I like to shoot with with sort of like quite a lot of freedom in terms of like I don't just choose two walls. I'll, I'll shoot everywhere. So you know, keeping up with that was like a real a real challenge. And you know, being on a seventeen day schedule and, and yeah. lots of sort of set builds. So you know, she did a fantastic job as well, and sort of adapting with everything and sort of keeping the team together. That's great. Do you um, do sort of not one take, but do you look at? I don't know. I feel like you might be. To do good, you know what? I'm going to do this like a bit of a theatre play at first because the actors are doing their thing, and I'm going to do my master as a moving master, following the action round. Uh, yeah, no, I, I do like I do like to I, I, I like using dolly shots yes, uh, from okay. masters, uh, and I I don't I don't cut to close ups unless I like really need to, or I, I, there's a really good reason to. Sure, um, and I do I do like to you know do you know, a series of wider shots to kind of keep things keep things moving and kind of. Get people, get the actors moving around the environment and interacting with things, and, mm. and that is a that's a big part of my my process. And and when you've got such amazing locations as well, and and the scenery is such a big part, you know, it's almost like another character in the film. Mm-hmm. It adds just such another like dimension to not be uptight, you know, just on the faces Absolutely. and to you know broaden it out. Oh, it's much more cinematic. I know that's a exactly. silly word to use sometimes, but the it, word I use like horribly too much. Horribly but. too much. But it does, it's just nicer. Me and my DP, Andrew Roger on the day, we, we're just like, no, no, we only do close-ups. And my close-ups were mid-close-ups anyway. Yeah, same, yeah. And if you needed to punch in, you punch in. So, so much, so much grief over that. I know, I me just, too. It's like, no, no, that's my no, close-up. You, close up. Like, no, you that, don't need a close-up. No. You've got a mid-close-up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in a close-up in this scene because there's, there's, there's a, a reason then we're going to dolly in on it. Yeah. But. God, you two should, you should direct a film together. Yeah, that's <laughs> direct. Yeah. Waving hands to each other. Exactly. Are you, oh, don't hold hands now. No. Just, oh, stop touching me. <laughs> 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 what about um, sort of being on set and the, the working with everyone else in terms of your first AD and everything like that and working with actors? How, how does that work for you? 17-day shoot. The, the, first, the first six days were like the apocalypse because we had to basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically do like seven or eight pages a day um after the yep. first day we went straight into the end scene which had like we're wow. talking like you had to cheat certain angles uh, well most of the angles basically because of an edge that needed to look sort of closer than it was right. so that was like yeah, hurdle cliff. number one yeah. which is a huge hurdle. big ending spoiler yeah. um <laughs> uh, that's that's like hurdle number one and then on top of that we had like a ridiculous number of stunts um mm-hmm. and we you're trying to do that and seven or eight pages in a day 
uh, and Heavy it was, just, dialogue. It was just brutal. So yeah. we just had to sort of just power through it. But the good um, thing is, you just—I think you, Dom just focused on the acting, which was good, and the performance. I think there was a lot of things to get right with the crew, and, and yeah. you know, a lot of like, oh, well, the lights changing and this is changing. I mean, I'd still thank God because we shot it in um, April and it didn't rain. Wow, and that was the that was the, the you know the, yeah, saving. the saving. But there was lots yeah. of different changes, and, yeah. and credit to him, he kind of he he you know made sure that they were doing that and, and and adapting to that but also the focus was on the acting if 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 the director then went off and did that and the yeah. performance is dropped then you you don't have your scene and you I don't totally have your and there's, a, there's a there's a couple of um you know there are a couple of considerations like we did have like a very very good crew and some very high level people working that we'd sort of worked with before mm-hmm. um and it did make a big difference in mm-hmm. terms of like yeah getting things getting things finished basically yeah it does uh, yeah um, i'd rather get the shot than suddenly go well the light's slightly wrong yeah you're waiting for the light you're like well i might not have, we, we haven't got the scene if we don't yeah. shoot it yeah, exactly. yeah. so i'm much more of like let's just shoot it and all right you it, someone might notice there's a difference in light but most people won't they're following the story uh, and uh, there was there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of pressure to get like coverage and uh, mm-hmm. you know sort of shoot things but there, there simply wasn't enough time yeah and you know how we shot things like in the end we did get the performances and we, in the end we, we, we had to do like a couple of days i think it was like one day pick up in in linton and one day pick up in london uh, and that's kind of all we needed to like. Oh, fill I should in have the said gaps. that because now he's he's uh, he's below us. He's got eighteen oh. days. And we got nine I, did, I did four days. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still winning. Still, I'm still winning. Still winning. Still winning. But so you made the film. We had you already got distribution in place. I know you spoke to sales agents. How what happened there in that point? Yeah. So um, we finished the film. Um, this is manic, but we we went to Cannes. We finished the film like early May, mm. and we went to Cannes like a week two, later. A week later. Um, Did you have anything to show? Well, yeah, this is this is the weird thing. So we <laughs> smashed together. We, the we, we finished. Yeah. Really? Absolutely yeah. knackered, and we just thought, we, you know, we can't go to Cannes with without Nothing, anything because otherwise it's just a waste. So you know, we, we had a we had a mock up poster put together. We we actually did a trailer, which is 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 not a bad trailer. It was a good trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's slightly good different teaser, yeah. to the to to the trailer that we got now. But, okay. Um, okay. It's you know we 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 mocked together a teaser trailer, and we you know we started putting it to the to the market, and um, we we had a sales agent that were kind of putting out some feelers and, and seeing what, you know, the response were for a very early project mm. that just finished shooting. <laughs> yes. um, so we had some very good, uh, interesting conversations there, which, which um, has, has, has led to um, some interesting stuff happening for the film you know, right. in terms of distribution and, and the release and all that kind of stuff. And then we came back and we, you know, we dived straight into the, the post and the edit and then, took it to afm uh we've sold it there to a territory which is great that is amazing um, well done. A very tough territory as well um what, like, so that's um, great china you told it to china yeah, yeah. so that was uh that was very difficult that is fantastic. Um, a whole process like the embassy and like the minister's got to sign it and do like a ribbon and it's all like yeah it's government what legislated yeah it's crazy really? yeah because they don't they, they have a you sort of i'm imagining a ribbon here that yeah no like a cut. proper you know like a like you see of a you know, a ledger uh, type, yeah, like a, like, saying, a, like oh, you say, a martial arts, oh yeah, oh yeah, kung, kung fu film, yeah. So, um, you know, they they don't take many films, and it's hard to get, no. it's hard to get in there. So, um, how did um, it happen? What did they? They obviously just saw it, and yeah. Said, so, I yeah, mean, we'll AFM, it. we had a bit more time to prep. You know, we put together a newer trailer that was slightly longer that explained the story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the months from Cantonay, we built up a lot of social media and a lot of even press. I know it's crazy; mm-hmm. it's early doors, but we've had quite a bit. Of, uh, you know. Yeah. press in Devon and stuff doing stuff writing about in newspapers and stuff so there's, there's been a few things that kind of help with the with the hype of the project building so in terms of distribution now can you tell any, anything else about when it's going to be released do we know at the moment um, so 
We are hoping for release early next year. It's going to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to probably lock in some final. The Berlin are in yes. Berlin, yeah. the Berlin yeah, yeah. market. Yeah. Um, I mean, for us, you know, we, we really want to get there as, as quickly as possible. I, I, if, I mean, we don't have a, a set release date, mm-hmm. but I would probably say March, April. Very um, exciting. A friend of ours from Universal looked at it and said that a festival route might be a might be a good. Well, option. it does seem like um, one of these award winning type films. It does have that hopefully. vibe about it. Amazing. I don't see good why to hear. it couldn't. Um, but is that, 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 then you've got to wait. It's almost like that thing you sort it's, of go, it's okay, catch me too. Yeah. There's another festival in September, or there's yeah. another festival yeah. next I, January. I think, and that's, like, what, that's what I mean. We're kind of dotting it in around things rather than doing like taking a huge sort of portion of time out. Yeah, to, and I think you've, if you're clever with it, if you if you if you try, you know, if if you go into four or five festivals then that that's almost enough to put the stamp on the film and go mm. right now you can release it i mean obviously you know some people will try and get it in a hundred festivals or, or various Absolutely. stuff and that's then where it becomes a really long process Too long drawn out then. then and now you know yes. submitted to a lot of festivals mm-hmm. and it, it took it like a, another year on top before mm-hmm. the film got released but i kind of wanted wanted to do it's that fine with the short i think i think mm, sometimes yeah. with the feature you've got to be careful because the hype is for Winter Ridge is, is now. It's happening. So come March, you're all going, yeah, we're chomping at the bit. Suddenly you, that gets delayed because it's going to festival after festival. Suddenly we're going, oh, oh hang on. Did, what happened with that? Was yeah. there a problem? So there's all those type of things that you, you sort of have to weigh up. But then if it starts winning big festivals, it's even, it's, you know, it's that mm. thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. My thing for me is I want to get stuff out. You want to kind of go, yes. cool, I've done that, tick the box, done, shut the drawer, go buy a DVD, someone please. <laughs> At least, man, nan, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but otherwise it's lingering. And but you can, I mean, I it's, uh, if you keep stuff fresh, we, we, we've got, we've had a bit of a, and this is from just us, the producers, you know, mm. we released a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a teaser artwork. Then we released no. a, a behind the scenes trailer, then the full, full behind the scenes. You did really so well. We're, we're, we kind of keep as long as we keep it fresh and you can keep releasing stuff, stuff and showing happen, people yeah because yeah, next for you guys is dropping the trailer right yeah I, I see your strategy I see yeah. what you're doing and there I like go. it because a minute ago you can't said can't do it now because you predicted it <laughs> a big you know <laughs> big thought so process I won't put this out until March it won't release it Charles's fault yeah exactly but you but you were saying you weren't really interested in marketing but actually what you've done is you've done marketing being on here is marketing me doing this podcast is marketing I should be the sales agent yeah you should be so yeah well that's where the money is right <laughs> oh, yeah. distribution um, really I just but. think I think marketing is so, I think you can make the best film in the world but it's so important you've only got to look at uh, Blumhouse the way those guys do it oh, you know, so they make clever. films for five yeah. five million and they spend 15 million on the marketing mm-hmm. get out eight million I think the budget of marketing was like 15 to 20 million yeah. so it's crazy oh, especially now there's so many ways to market it you've got social media you've got all these platforms all these things and you've got to be clever in terms of that obviously you can put it in your own film festival as well the Camelot <laughs> Film Festival obviously maybe you don't want to yet because the next one's in we're going to do it early next year I think um, again that's still not locked but it, it depends if people do like the summer it's summer's nicer isn't yeah, it but, yeah. and they kind of want you know and, and obviously you want to show the film, right? I mean, that's yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's a, I, I'm still toying with the idea whether it's, whether it's a, a really, really great idea or, or, or not so great idea. Cause it's, you, we don't want to come across as like, Oh, we don't own film festival and, and look and at us. And yeah. Film. Yeah. Um, but surely that's in a way, that's kind of what it's about. And I wouldn't have a problem with you doing that. Not that it's my film festival or my film, but because we're we'll, we'll yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. You can do it. Now. I mean, it is, you know, it, it is, it is a bold move. And I think that it's, I'll probably, we probably will do it. It's just a case of, um, it's just a case of how you market it. And like last year, we, we made, we, we showed, um, then and now and, mm-hmm. uh, Bertha Boxing, the short, mm-hmm. 
Um, and we just did it very clever. We made sure that the, the best films were chosen and they were the, they were the sort of, you know, the, the main, uh, theme of the of the festival and where it's built and then it was like look you know we'll bring julian glover as a special guest and we'll show then and now yes and that was a nice and that was out of competition we had films in competition our films were out absolutely of and you could do that you could yeah. sort of say well look this isn't nothing we're just showing the film by the way it's exactly. not to do with the competition yeah. look guys yeah 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 it's yeah. but you can't give yourself the yeah you know, the best film actor it's it, the festival i mean you know all festivals started yeah. small and it, it's it's a great way to to be able to bring people together and, and inspire people as well we really made sure that everyone the the products we chose were really sort of inspiring and, and helped others and i do have to say because it's a great drop that um it, we, you know we had 580 people that it was it was the biggest launch of a film festival in the uk wow. even like i think rain dance on a, on a weekend was hitting like 280 or something okay, i was there and uh, so oh here we go. i was so, there it, it was, was crazy it's yeah. crazy it's i mean busy, I, but, loads of filmmakers and it was in where was it, it was in, uh, in camden, camden yeah. yeah so it was quite centrally located but we, you know we we went to we, we like to go above and beyond you know we had free popcorn and and you know we we had little you know memorabilia stuff and there was special guests we kind of we wanted to merge an event rather than a film festival Mm. getting the special guests getting people well i got to chat to loads of people there loads of other filmmakers and actors that's what he did yeah he poached loads of people there literally (laughs) totally but that's what it's about that's why you did it you're you're doing it to connect and to meet people and get other filmmakers to meet each other (laughs) so it's it's great so the film will be out next year at some point hopefully yes uh, for some certainly in festivals beginning of march so advice for people filmmakers trying to make films or have made films just absolutely aim as high as you can go try and make something at a cinema level it doesn't matter what resources you've got you know it doesn't have to be you know the most um you know challenging in terms of production values mm-hmm. every time but just really focus on a story that you're passionate about and just focus on the quality of the script the script's like so important mm-hmm. um and just just go out and make it and find solutions don't let don't let everyone in the industry tell you you can't do things. Don't let people say no. You can't do this on this budget. You can't get this person. You can't get this location. Mm-hmm. Just do it and find a way. Love it, amazing, Matt. Ooh, I don't know where to go from that. He's t- destroyed it again. Um, no, I think um, I think it's really key at the the people you work with. That's very very important and building mm-hmm. up a, a, a team of people that you trust and you get along and you all want you're all in it for the same reason to create and and bring things to life. That's very important. I think um, on a short level uh, for a short film, go and just go and do it, and you can you know with with the technology and the resources available now, you can do that and you can make a very good short mm-hmm. off almost nothing you know um i think feature is is a is a is a career stepping stone and you've got to prove that you can carry a story and characters and acting and and you know channel that into into a a product that people can watch and enjoy and and be entertained by that's great advice thank you um and obviously people can go to camelot films website and have a look at you guys there uh where can they follow you individually i'm on instagram matt hookins and twitter and I don't really use Facebook much no more, but Facebook as well. Yeah. Um, as Matt Hookings, just Matt Hookings. Yeah, Twitter. just yeah. just Matt Hookings. I mean, you can, yeah, yeah Matt Hookings, whichever. whichever. Yep, nice. Yeah. Um, same, same for me. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of just just my name, really. Social mm-hmm. media. What's your name? Dom Lenoir. <laughs> Dom Lenoir. There you go. Love that. And you can follow me at Giles Alderson. You can follow yeah. the Filmmakers Podcast at www.filmmakerspodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at Filmmakers Pod. Do ask some questions. Uh, do give us some lovely reviews. Why not? Why not? We do this for free. Just why wouldn't you? Um, it's free advice, everyone. Uh, 
big shout out for Giles for doing this. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, wow. really Without you, amazing. man, people wouldn't be inspired to go and do it. So there you go. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, that's yeah. what it's all about. Me Put trying to inspire out. people, and yeah, absolutely. And and you can do the same thing, inspire other people. Um, being prepared is everything. You can make your indie film, but know who your audience is. Get out there and do it. Remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send the elevator back down, boys. Um, Dom and Matt, thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. Really appreciate your time. Everyone else, we will see you next Tuesday. I love saying that. Um, thanks, gents. Take care. All the best. <laughs> <laughs> why did it? Why, why did I go? See it? you next Tuesday. <laughs>